Good morning, friends. Welcome to the Great Commission Ministry Sermon Broadcast. This week's sermon is entitled, You Have Value, but not for the reason that you think. The text comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 32 through 43. Good morning. Well, we are on week eight of our series, The Ten Uncomfortable Truths. So we have, after today, we'll have two left. And last week, we addressed how we can have this un, unrealistic view of ourselves. There, and that, that there are a lot of people who have that unrealistic view of themselves. Now, last week, we focused on those that do not see themselves positively in the way that God sees them. Uh, they, they, they don't see themselves as good as God sees them being. We focus on the fact that you are made in the image of God and that you are wonderfully made. So we're going to look at the other end of the spectrum now because while there are those who do not see themselves in the favorable way that God sees them, there are also those that see themselves, um, there's really just no nice way to put this, but they just value themselves greater than perhaps they should. They see themselves as having a greater value to others and to the world than they truly do. And one of my favorite examples of this is once again the, the, the Pharisee who goes to pray. You see in that Pharisee someone who sees in himself a greater value to the world and to God than he sees in others. Because over here he sees this tax collector praying and his prayer is, thank God that you have not made me like other men. And he goes into telling all of these wonderful things that he does for God. He has this overinflated value of himself to the world and God. The uncomfortable truth is that we all have to understand that all of us, all of us have value, but it may not be for the reasons we think. All of us have value, but it may not be for the reasons that we think. And so the big lie that we have to address is that I am all that I need. See, some people believe that. I am all that I need. I don't need anything else. Well, thank God that that is a big lie. Because let me tell you, if you were all that you needed, you'd be in trouble. And for some of us, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Now, as I said, this is week eight. And so over this time, we have been building up this wonderful Christian worldview. And the foundation of that is truth. It, it's truth. We have to understand the truth is that we are not all that we need, that there is more to our creation. There's more to all of creation. We have, to, we have to accept the fact that, yes, there is God, and that, that because of who we are, 
He needed to send Jesus, and Jesus had to die on the cross. And by dying on the cross, I think sometimes we also have to, we have to realize that we look at Jesus' sacrifice very narrowly. We say, because Jesus died on the cross, that all of us, we have an opportunity for salvation. That's true. But we have to remember that the act of Jesus dying on the cross was an act of redemption, not only for us, but for all of creation. All of creation was redeemed in that act of sacrifice from Jesus Christ. And we learned that we need to make sure that we're following Jesus. We're following him and not our hearts. We, we, needed, to, we needed to remember that we learn to love and to love truly. And that to love truly means that we may not like a person very much, but we're still called to love them. We're called not to just blindly follow God. God doesn't want us blindly following him. We're called to know what we believe. And we're called to know why we believe it. We're called to be humble. Not like, not, not, not like that Pharisee who says, look at me. We're called to be humble and to approach God humbly and be open to change. And that's very important when we look at today because that means that we're not looking at ourselves and placing a, such a high value on ourselves and then maybe a lesser value on others. So we've spent these eight weeks, building this Christian worldview. And the main thing that we have to focus on today is understanding, understanding that we do indeed have value, but not to overvalue. So let's start by looking at another text of Scripture from Romans. This is another of my favorite scripture passages. It's Romans 12. It's verse 3. And this is Paul. He's, he's speaking, to, of course, to the Roman church, and he says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. And, and if for those of you who still use paper Bibles, I know that that's rare. You can take that and highlight it and underline it. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Then he says, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now let's go back to our text for today, because in our text for today, what do we see? We see two thieves on the cross, and, and the one thief, he's not thinking more highly of himself than he ought to. He's just thinking, hey, if Jesus really is the Messiah and he can get me down off this cross, I, I, I want him to do it. Now, maybe insulting him isn't the best way to get that accomplished, but that's what he tried to do. But let's look at the other thief. And because there's a connection between what that thief does and this text. Because what does he say? The first thing he does is that he rebukes the other thief. He's like, what is wrong with you? Don't you fear God? And then he says, we're getting what we deserve. What does the text in Romans say? Think of yourself with sober judgment. In other words, be honest. 
Be honest. And that the thief, the thief on the cross is being honest. He's saying, look, we're getting what we deserve. We're thieves. We got caught and we're paying the price for that. But this man, Jesus Christ, he has not done anything. And then he tells Jesus, you know, when you get to your kingdom, will you remember me? Now, this is a thief, an admitted thief. He, he says that he's getting what he deserves. And all he asks for is for Jesus to remember him. But he doesn't realize how much Jesus values him. He still doesn't totally understand. The thief doesn't totally understand that Jesus is on the cross for him. That Jesus is on the cross so that he might have a chance at salvation. He doesn't totally understand that all he wants is to be remembered. When you get to your kingdom, remember me. But Jesus then shows this thief who is dying next to him on the cross how much he values him. He says, no, you're going to be with me in paradise. The, the thief doesn't overvalue himself. He's honest. He's sober. He's like, this is what we deserve. And he asked Jesus, just remember me. And Jesus says, I'm going to do you better than that. You will be with me in paradise. Now let's focus on that for ourselves. It is important that we understand and we remember that, yes, we have great value in Christ, but we must also remember why Christ had to come. We must remember that all of us, each and every one of us is a sinner who does not deserve to be in the presence of God. None of us gets to exclude ourselves from that. All of us are sinners who do not deserve to be in the presence of God. And were it not for the sacrifice of Jesus, would not be able to be in the presence of God because God cannot be in the presence of sin. But thanks to Jesus, we are redeemed, we are justified, we are cleansed of those sins when we accept the gift that Jesus Christ has given to us. But we cannot make a mistake in, a, in, in thinking, well, you know, but I am holier. I am closer to God than my coworker. I'm closer to God than that criminal. I am better off than that person who does those sinful things that I don't do. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one gets excluded. All have sinned. Well, but my sins are not as bad as someone else's. Well, in thinking that you're committing the sin of pride. So you, you're just committing a sin even in going down that road. Because that's not how God is looking at you. God does not value you any more than he values that thief that's in jail right now. He doesn't value you any more than he values that murderer that's in jail right now. He doesn't value you any more than the drug addicted or the prostitute or anyone else. You do not have a higher value than they do. God loves all of us. And Jesus Christ went to the cross for that thief, for that prostitute, just like he went to the cross for you. And the only difference is that you may have made some better decisions and you have taken advantage of blessings. 
but you are, make no mistake, you are no better. So we want to make sure that we don't give in to the sin of arrogance or the sin of pride. Yes, you might look at that person that is down on their luck. You might look at that person who's the criminal and you might say, thank God that I am not in that situation. But it's not, well, thank God you didn't make me like that person. A lot of what we have to realize is, yes, a lot of people in life are where they are because they've made bad decisions, they've made bad choices. Some people are where they are because they had bad luck. We don't know. But we do know that that's a child of God. It is a child of God made like you in the image of God. And we must make sure that we always, always remember that. And we must remember where our strength and where our confidence lies. Our confidence and our boasting and our strength and our gifts and our value is not in us. It's in the God that created us. We are valuable not because of what we do. And for some people, this is a hard one because a lot of people, especially in the Western world, we define ourselves by what we do. Well, who are you? Well, I'm an engineer. Or I'm a pastor. Or I'm a homemaker. Yeah, you're, you, that's part of who you are, but that's not, if that's, if that's how you define yourself, if that's how you find your value, what happens when those things go away? I'll give you a great example. Patrick Mahomes, he's a decent quarterback. He's one of the best. Rough year this year, but he's one of the best, and he will probably go down in history as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. But what happens because Father Time is undefeated? Tom Brady's going to find that out very soon. What happens when you're not an NFL quarterback anymore? What happens if that is how you have defined yourself? What happens if that is how you find your value? What happens when that goes away? If you find your value as a parent, and that's a wonderful thing to be a parent, but if you find your value in being a parent, what happens when the children leave home? If you find your value in all of these things that can eventually go away, what happens when they aren't there anymore? That isn't where your value is. Your value is in Christ. Yes, you're valuable, but not for the reason that you think. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but then again, so was Tom Brady. But before him, there was John Elway. Before him, there was Joe Montana. Before him, there was that guy in, in, um, in Miami that I can't think of. Thank you, Dan Marino. I knew somebody would help me out. All great at what they did. And when they were gone, guess what? Somebody else came along. But in Christ, 
we are all equal in Christ. Christ didn't go to, to the cross for some. He went to the cross for all. So that's where we want to find our value. And we want to understand that we have great value. And God revealed that value in his sacrifice. Let's go back to our text. So we see here a man on the cross, but let's, let's back up a little bit. Jesus is on the cross, and, and here you have all of these people. They're sneering at him, the, the, the leaders. These are, now remember, these are the people that he is dying for, and they're sneering at him. You know, if you're the Messiah, save yourself. If you're the Messiah, you saved others. Come down off of the cross. And Jesus' response is not, you're going to get yours because you're going to see who I am. You're going to see the power that really is when I resurrect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and I'm going to show you. That is not Jesus' response. Jesus values these individuals who are sneering at him and spitting on him and making jokes about him, whether they're the Pharisees or whether they're the soldiers, it doesn't matter. He values them so much that his response is not to return what they are giving to him, but his response is to look to the Father and say, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. His response is to ask for forgiveness for those that are putting him on the cross. And I want you to listen very carefully to what I just said. His response is to ask for forgiveness for those who are putting him on the cross. You say, wait a minute, I'm not in here. But remember why Jesus went to the cross. Jesus didn't go to the cross just for these Pharisees. Jesus didn't go to the cross just for these Romans. Jesus didn't go to the cross just for the people in that time and place. Jesus went to the cross for me. That's how much he valued me. Jesus went to the cross for each and every one of you. That's how much he valued you. And here, he asks for forgiveness. He says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yes, all of us have value, but not for the reason that we think. We don't have value because we are the are great preachers or teachers. We don't have value because we have wonderful voices. We don't have value because of what we do. We don't have value because of the number of children that we take care or touch. That isn't the reason for our value. Our value is in the fact that we have a creator, a God who loved us so much that he gave all he had to give so that we might be able to be in his presence. Think about that. Think about the fact that he valued us so much that when we were covered in sin and could not be in the presence of God because God cannot be in the presence of sin, he valued us so much that he gave everything that he could so that we might have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ so that we can be in his presence. God values us so much that he wants us in his presence. Our creator values us so much that he was willing to give everything so that we might have an opportunity to be in his 
presence. Yes, you have value. But make sure that you are putting your value in the right places. So what next? Next is to see your value and the value of others through the eyes of God. You see, all of us are blessed in different ways. And we can have a tendency to look cross-eyed or look sideways or look down on people who are in different situations. But just as we have value, so too do they. And so we want to remember the blessing that God gave us in Jesus Christ. The blessing, I mean, just think about it. I, I just get excited over and over again when I think about the fact that God wants me in his presence. But because I was covered in sin, he had to send Jesus. And through the blood of Jesus, I can be in his presence once more. But guess what? That person that you're looking kind of funny at, that person that you might, might look down upon, they can be in God's presence too. I used, to, I, used to, I used to tell my wife, we used to joke that when it's all over and all of us are in heaven, we're going to be really surprised that some of the people that are not there. I mean, hold on, but they, and we're going to even be more surprised at some of the people who are there. It's God's desire that we should all be there. Everyone won't accept Jesus. And think about that. Jesus died and suffered knowing that some people wouldn't even accept the gift. Know your value. Put your values in the right thing. Not in things that can go away. Not in things that are temporary. Not in things that can be taken. But in the one thing that can never be taken from you, and that's Jesus. Put your value in that. And then know that others, those others, are also people that God values as well. And the people of God said, Amen.